When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. I try not to live in a space of, uh, you know, former rival or like the old team because, I mean, that's far removed. That was like three years ago. You know what I'm saying? I've been on, a, I've, I've had a new rival since then with like the Patriots and teams that we've played since then. So, kind of living in a new space on uh, where I'm at in my life as well. Like, it was a long, long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got traded years ago. Uh, of course, it was uh, something that came full circle moment, but for, to me, I try not to take it too personal because uh, it's not a personal fight for me. You know what I'm saying? My life has changed a lot since then. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of great things have happened, so more so focusing on that rather than harping on the things that didn't. Stefan Diggs says, while wearing... Vikings colors ah. at the podium. I wonder if he got asked about that. I thought the same exact thing when I saw that. He was wearing a purple tie-dye yep. shirt with like a yellow teddy bear. Yeah. But we all know the subliminal message. It's a cry for help. He knows the bills have peaked. He knows the Vikings are ascending. I'm back He wants Case to Keenum. come back. Please help me. <laughs> Blink twice if you're sick of Buffalo. Stefan, wouldn't it be fun to get Stefan Diggs back in here? Come on. It would be. Oh, I, lo- I love Diggs. Diggs is great, well, it, man. And Diggs now would love O'Connell. This he offense would. is perfect for him. You know, and he's playing for a defensive-minded coach still in Buffalo, right? Yeah. Another offense. But he lost his offensive coordinator. I could see Stefan Diggs. I could see him getting upset with the situation. Reckless speculation. Oh? I think he, if he didn't have Josh Allen... I would agree because I think he loves Josh. Oh, but when like he's playing, with... I heard it's a degenerative elbow condition. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Byron Buxton. I heard it's chronic. Reckless speculation. Uh, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Uh, the show is presented by our friends over at TCL, redefining creativity with the TCL 30V 5G smartphone. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed. An AI-powered 50-megapixel triple camera system. Football. Ultra-realistic and true-to-life visuals powered by Next Vision and booming sound from the dual speakers. Thanks to all of you who have purchased TCL TVs to support this Vikings podcast. Uh, and also the show is presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company. Judd is repping the Surly hat and 
from the scornerth.com yep. slash yep. Oh, shop on. store, the bef- just one before I die hooded sweatshirt. Hold on. I'm going to uh, – there There we go. Just one before right. I die. I am a walking NASCAR billboard right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, yes, this does give me the opportunity to talk about my friends at Surly because, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend is here. And when the weekend is here, it means two things, football and beer. But not just any beer. Surly Brewing products are the beer of choice, at least in this house. So as you're on the couch watching uh, college football on Saturday or the pro games on Sunday, guess what? Have a Surly Furious, have a Logic Bomb, have a Before I Die, have whatever you can find from Surly by you because it makes the football viewing experience better. By the way, we uh, I won't say the, the name of, of the company, but we, we, we had a great meeting with a company earlier this week that we hope to work with and bring on board here at Purple Daily. And the owner of the company is so Judd and I were there, and then a couple of our uh, our folks from sort of the the behind the scenes here, the marketing department, and uh, the owner of the company, we're kind of talking about you know the evolution of moving from sports talk radio to the podcast world, and so they were interested in because they've 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 been on like TV and radio, but they haven't done a lot of podcasting, and so we were kind of explaining our journey, and 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 the owner says, so let me ask you this we partnered would you guys be willing to and i'm sitting there like oh i would oh my gosh what's he gonna jump out of a plane like what's the question gonna be he goes uh like wear a hooded sweatshirt with our logo on it i've never seen judd perk up more he's like happy to wear your hooded <gasps> yes happy, happy to wear your hooded wear- sweatshirt have <laughs> you know what get me a hat get me a hooded sweatshirt get me a t-shirt get me whatever <laughs> Um, all right, Judd is grinding through a neighbor with a leaf blower during this episode. Can I just complain about this guy? Now, first of all, these yards in SLP aren't that big, okay? I have no problem with a leaf blower, but this jerk isn't done by my house. He keeps coming back closer. It's like once you're done by my window, move, it is, you're done. It is remarkable. Like Without seeing what he's actually leaf blowing and just hearing it for the last 10 minutes, Like, is he just in the same spot putting it back and it forth? It feels at like rate? it. Well, no, no, he's farther away now, but he keeps coming closer, and I want to know why. Like, these are it, not big coming, estate yards. You see it come across Judd's nose? just it's like Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this guy was outside my window for an extended period of time. I'm like, there's not enough leaves to blow uh, from out there, dude. Uh, that's hilarious. So, uh, and so check yeah, my is, schedule next time. This is Judd's Michael Jordan flu game here, except it's a leaf blower that he's I'm agitated. Deal with. It's a Friday. Still, so it's early. Let's get to Feedback Friday here, where we just turn the show over after rambling for five minutes uh, to you guys. We take your comments, questions, concerns through, through the Score North app, the YouTube comment section, Twitter, as long as that still exists. Let's start with Derek Vetter here. I was just going through some playoff positioning and seeing where the Vikings fall right now, and I got a huge confidence boost for this team. I've been a little hesitant to buy in so far, uh, but one thing stands out right now to me in the can the Vikings make a run conversation. Take a look at the NFC teams that are a serious threat. Name off the quarterbacks that truly scare you in that conversation. Dak? Maybe. I guess Brady, but they might not make the playoffs, and even if they do, they've looked awful as a team anyway. Jalen Hurts is unproven. Does Daniel Jones scare you? Geno Smith? Seriously, this might be the easiest path to a Super Bowl this franchise will have in a long time. What do you think of that notion? Because it's no longer like Rodgers in his prime. Right. Russell Wilson in his prime. Drew Brees in his prime. You know, it is interesting. So, first of all, I love that point. I've thought of that point. 
And and while I do think that the Vikings ideally in their in their perfect world um, are sitting on or thought that they were going to be sitting on a good season, um, I don't think that they thought that they were going to be sitting on this potentially good of season. But this is what makes football especially really weird, right? Like certain years, you have to create your breaks. And I give the Vikings a ton of credit. They have created breaks. They have won games. For all we could complain about, well, they're not scoring enough points or something. They have they have won games when they have to. All of that being said, yeah, the conference, you, you look at it and you say, okay, this team, first of all, knock on wood, isn't dealing with a ton of guys being hurt, which is a huge thing. Absolutely huge. But second of all, you look at the conference and the quarterbacks, and his point is spot on. This is why, like, this feels like it's shaping up uh, to be a year where where it's just one of those weird years where you're good, you might not be great, but then all of a sudden things start to break your way, and the conference being bad is definitely, definitely a yeah. huge part. So I think it's a fantastic point. You know, I don't want to underestimate some of these teams, though, because like Brady getting yeah. in on nine wins and coming to U.S. Bank Stadium, if that game happens, you're not going to sit there and say, oh, but they but were Brady, bad for the first 10 but, weeks. And- but five years ago, four years ago against him, you'd probably be like, oh, you're screwed. Now, now at least you see an opening to it. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying I have never seen the quarterback list shape up where, where to – the point of the person that wrote that, whose name, of course, I have long forgotten, that you have that you have a situation where nobody really does scare you a ton. You you still respect them, but I mean, like Dak doesn't like. Oh my God, this is Montana in Montana's prime. Not, not to rehash a new uh, argument that we had like last week, but I, I don't think the NFL teams have a problem. I think we're watching a quarterback problem. I, I think I think the the depth of great quarterbacks is such is so smaller now that we got used to so many years of guys like Rodgers and Big Ben and Brady and Manning and and all these amazing quarterbacks, right? Like, I'm looking right now just at 2009 passing leaders and just looking at quarterback rating, right? Like, so the top quarterbacks that year, Drew Brees, Brett Favre, Phillip Rivers, Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, Peyton Manning, Tony Romo, Tom Brady, Kurt Warner, these great QBs. And then all of a sudden, right now we have Mahomes and Josh Allen. And then there is, in my opinion, a pretty significant drop-off. And is there guys like Herbert that are wildly raw talented? Of course there are. But there's this bin of guys like Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott that kind of now skew our expectations of are they actually good or not? And do you are they are you scared to play those teams? And and that's where I have an issue, I think, with the NFL. It's not the teams that I have an issue with. I think we're watching a quarterback problem. In the in the AFC, the AFC has better quarterbacks for sure. Like if Josh Allen, Josh Allen comes back healthy, you got Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think Justin Herbert is incredible. Joe Burrow. So you you could wind up with yeah a ton of great quarterbacks. But to the NFC point, and that's what by the way, it's a Derek Vetter Judd is the name of the guy who. Hey Derek, I'm uh, sorry about that. Yeah, it's not a you problem. It's a me problem. Um, it's kind of a hodgepodge, like the guys who Aaron Rodgers probably not making the playoffs. Drew Brees retired two years ago, Kyler Murray having a weird season and they are buried and likely not making the playoffs. Matthew Stafford's been hurt and ineffective. So some of the usual suspects or the guys that you would put on the quarterback list are either gone, gone soon or not going to make the playoffs. Here's the other thing. So right now of the seven NFC playoff teams, 
Only five of them are above 500 right now as teams. And among those above 500 teams, the five of them, the Giants and the Seahawks are on that list. Two teams that nobody expected to be sitting there at six and three and six and two. And again, I don't, I don't think we should be sitting here considering the Vikings history of playoff failure and be overconfident. But, you know, if you, if you wind up, let's say the seating holds here and you're the second seed and you're playing at U.S. Bank Stadium and, uh, you know, maybe you have to host the Giants or something in a playoff game. It's not a game that you're going to be like, oh, man, whew, boy. Now, the Niners are a team that still scares me. People sleep on Jimmy Garoppolo, even though he has risen up in some big moments and has been able to drive that car very far. And that defense scares me, too. Yep, absolutely. So maybe it's it's probably more like some of the defenses scare yeah. you than some of the quarterbacks, to, to Declan's point. And to be but. clear, Phil, because I, I do agree with your grand point, which is it's not that I trust the Vikings. It's just some years opportunity presents itself. And yep. this feels and this, like this and this it. feels like that. I mean, you know what? 2017, to a large degree, it did. I mean, you you did play as well as that team played. You played Nick Foles in the conference title game. Now you got blown out. That's a you problem. That's your fault. And scored and you scored first. And right. Silenced the but, crowd. <laughs> but but that's an opportunity knocks year. Now you blew it. That's your fault. And I still don't trust the Vikings completely. But this does feel like one of those weird years where things are coming together. And now the question is, what can you do with that? Let's see. Six Ruler says, hey, fellas, love the show. When you guys say that this version of Cousins is what you have wanted to see since he signed with the Vikings, I have to say I don't think this version of him existed then. I mean, who is this dude? Absolutely love what I'm seeing from this team. Here's my hot take. This Sunday against the Bills is the game that the offense finally clicks and puts the full 60 together and smokes the, quote, best team in the NFL. That's what we, we actually brought this up at the end of the Royce uh, episode on Mackie and Judd today. It's People are so focused on, like, well, Josh Allen, if he plays, if he doesn't play, what will the Bills' offense look like? What will they not? Blah, blah, blah. The Bills' defense is the thing. The Bills' defense, which is one of the best in the NFL, versus the Vikings' offense trying to figure it out for three hours, is, to me, that's the thing to look at. You know, it's not that the Bills offense can't, you know, run away and put 40 on any defense, but the challenge is this Vikings offense trying to get to the next level against that defense on the road to me. That's the thing that I, it, like, if you pass that test and put up a bunch of points, even in a loss, then the, and the offense graduates to a new level, that could be a very intriguing development. Yeah, and what that Bills uh, that Bills team is fourth in total defense, seventh in passing, sixth in rushing, and one in points, fourteen point eight yeah. per game. So yes, you're right. If you can if you can hang with that team and perhaps beat them, I agree completely. Your your offense is then going to have passed a test that we have not seen them probably come close to passing yet in the season. Yeah, uh, Bob Castellin says. You say, as somebody making $30 million a year, Kirk should blank. That has absolutely nothing to do with culture or the support system around him. Why should one player be held responsible for lifting the entire organization up? Daniil Hunter makes a lot of money. Do you expect that of him? Yes, actually. I I expect the highest profile, highest paid workers in any organization to set examples and lead for everyone else. I and also... Like, not just in football, in any... Yeah, well, but I... Uh, there's some weird disconnect here. 
Ladies and gentlemen, there's a reason why we call quarterback, and I think we all agree, the most important position in sports. Like, it's absolutely a driving force more so than any other I can think of. So do I expect more from my quarterback? Yes, I do. I mean, if that person has paid... And you're like getting her, it. You're, you're, you're yes, really getting it this but year. I mean, I, there, there seems to be this, well, it's a team game, uh, and so I'm going to compare the quarterback to the safety. Those positions aren't comparable. Like, football is a special game with a special position now. And to and to Dex's point, like, Dex is not out there saying what we have is a safety problem in football. Because if, if we did, we wouldn't even know it, really. So, yes, I expect more. I, I expect my quarterback to do more and to take more control than my defensive tackle. Sorry. We have, a, we have a left guard problem. Yeah. We, we, I, we lack leaders at left but, guard in the but NFL. why do That's we try to... Why do we try to lump this position that we all agree is this unique position into, well, yeah, Phil, yeah, uh, an interior line. We have an interior line problem. Okay, yeah, you might, but that's not the same as a quarterback problem. So. I, I used to be a nerdy band kid back in the day. I used to actually, uh, old Macadac once won the Louis Armstrong Award for best jazz musician in I knew his that. high school. Yeah. I knew that. A little trumpet, trumpet player Louis back Armstrong. in the day. Oh, Louis Armstrong. So good. And so if you have so the quarterback is kind of the conductor of right, he is at he is at the line of scrimmage, he is calling checks, organizing protections, he is the one that touches the football on every play, and everything kind of plays off of the the quarterback. Not that other positions like offensive line matter, et cetera. Can you imagine like an orchestra and the con the and the conductor is just like wacky and nervous or whatever? <laughs> Ed we're going to blame the, we're gonna blame the French a, horn yeah, player. The for, flutes. Yeah. The flutes. They're, they're sabotaging us. <laughs> yes, you need your flutes and French <laughs> horn and your timpani players to be good at their jobs for the orchestra to hum. But everything kind of plays off of the most important thing. I don't know. Maybe that's a – or the lead singer. Are those, man, those woodwinds no, really getting those reeds? You know, are, they, are, they, are they making sure that those are ready to rock? <laughs> the clarinet player needs to be a better, better leader in the front row. Um. Paul Iniguez here, the official Purple Daily chief meteorologist, is checking in. Well, Kirk and the boys are in for some cold fall weather this weekend. The weather system just passed through Minnesota and will be over the Buffalo area on Sunday. Temperatures will be in the upper 30s during the game. Not necessarily bad news. Playing in outdoor games with temperatures below 40, Kirk is 7-3 and three in his career. It's great mm. research by Paul. Perhaps more challenging will be the winds and potential rain showers. Winds will be a brisk 15 to 20 miles per hour from the west, meaning Highmark Stadium's open north end will be catching some of that wind, so we might see some errant kicks. Uh-oh. Another thing we'll watch for is rain showers during the game. Lake Erie is still very warm, so all that cold air passing over the lake easily could kick off rain. Write this down. Vikings grind out a 27 to 24 win. That's our chief meteorologist here at Purple Daily, Paul Iniguez. My guy is going something. It is. You know what? I've confirmed. I've confirmed this is Juan, my leaf guy. So God bless him. I'd like to take back all the bad things I said. It's not the neighbor. I didn't really tell him not to come at, at, at this time. So I'm going to mute my mic and allow Declan to answer yeah. the weather question. You got it. Because Juan Wait, is so doing great work. You're paying this guy to do this right now? Yeah. Yeah. This is your leaf blower? <laughs> this is God. my leaf blower. This is my leaf blower. I, I didn't think of the fact that we record. It's my fault. Yeah. Can't we tell him, listen, there's 24 hours in the day. 
21 of the hours. You know uh, what happened? Depends on if you want to be getting leaf blowers at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to be completely truthful. Last year, Juan came at like 6 o'clock, no problem. Like he had a light on his helmet. No, no, at night. But but he had like a, even a work cap with a big light. And so he was doing it at night, and I'm like, this is great. Juan comes at night, but today he came right now. And so I would like to apologize. By the way, he does great work. I mean, this guy is as thorough Shut as he here for Juan. Juan the leaf every, guy. every leaf is gone. His every stick, twig. Juan the leaf he, guy. Goes, he, goes, he goes in the alley in my part, you know, in my driveway. He does that, too. Anyway, I'm going to mute this. Okay. I will say, uh, with the whole Greg Joseph, because I've been the Greg Joseph stand. I might be the only guy standing on the hill of the, outside of a Greg Joseph uh, a family member here. But if it's going to be nasty and windy and, and just gusts of winds coming into Buffalo, um, you're probably going to see the Vikings probably not elect to kick a lot of long field goals. So I'm going to assume that if it's a situation of probably 45-plus yards or more, I know 50 yards and more has been Joseph's bugaboo this season. Everything else has mostly been money. Um, I, I, you're probably going to see the Vikings go for it on fourth down a lot if they're in that awkward area between you know midfield and let's call it the 35 yard line yeah. because there, there's no point to be kicking a field goal. So actually, for a team that hasn't been aggressive on fourth down, which Kevin O'Connell's offenses really haven't been this season, this might be a situation where the weather forces them to be more aggressive on fourth down. The Vikings are last in the league in fourth down attempts this yeah. season. They've only gone for it five times on fourth down. The Arizona Cardinals, conversely, who've been trailing a lot. This, When you're trailing a lot, yeah. you're going to go for it more in the second half. But they've gone for it 26 times already. So oh, I think you're probably right. We're probably going to see a few uh, fringe field goal range kicks be uh, fourth down conversions instead. Dean Henderson says, hey, Phil, I'm a 50-year-old Vikings fan from Mechanicville, New York. There's a lot of Vikings fans here in upstate New York. I've been watching Purple Daily for two years now. Never miss a podcast. Thanks to you and Judd and Declan. Skull Vikings from upstate New York. Dean, hello to all the Vikings fans up near Buffalo in upstate New York. Uh, Terry Nordenstrom, Vikings fan here since the mid-60s. This is awfully negative. Write this down. The Vikings will lose the next four games. They will need to win one of the final two games to clinch the division. I'm too scarred to have faith in this team. Judge you have, well, if you're that's able negative to, by my you, standards. Um, I don't see a four game like uh, they could very well lose on Sunday. I don't, you know, they could lose one of those three home games. But come on, give them a break until they choke. Give them a break. <laughs> Sounds like Vuvuz, Vuvuzelas. Yeah. from I got the, the fans World outside. Cups. Here. I mean, Judd's a big soccer guy. You know, he's getting ready for the World Cup here. We're, we're ready to. You know what? Here. I refuse. I refuse to rake my own yard. I I refuse to because it's... We can hear that. Because yeah. you know what? Because these hands, which must type, which must type columns for, let's see, among other things, vikingswire.com, they they get scarred when I rake. You know, you get the, you get the like, blister and callus. Like yeah, you don't want those callus. Yeah, I mean, as someone who's been in an apartment my entire life and, and is terrified to be a homeowner, I, I want nothing to do with these tasks. I've told you before, I've never mowed a lawn before. Still haven't done yeah. it. I have no idea. And that's part of the reason why Judd relies on Finch Home Solutions. Right. Can you hear me right now? Can, can you hear me? Because I want to talk about my friend Cody Finch and, yes, Finch Home <laughs> Solutions. I want to talk about something serious here, though. As Wanda does his, his work, I want to tell you why you should have Cody do his work at your house. Do you have flickering lights? Because if you do, you might think to yourself, <laughs> it's no problem. Flickering lights, it'll figure itself out. But... That is a problem. In fact, it's a preemptive problem, though, 
And electrical work in your home should be preventative safety, so don't wait until something goes wrong. The best part is that Fitch is offering a free home safety inspection to all Purple Daily fans. And, of course, be sure to tell Cody and his team that you heard about us on Purple Daily. Special deals, by the way. Special deals for Purple Daily customers. How do you contact them? 612-357-2604, FinchHomeSolutions.com, FinchHomeSolutions.com. Dot com. Cody Finch and his team, big Vikings fans and big what? fans of preventative safety. I would actually pay money to hear Judd go out and confront Juan. Yeah. I'm not going to confront him. It's my fault. And, and, and here's the thing. I call Juan. I, I text Juan. Juan is the greatest ever. I text him once a year and say, "It's you it's know, leaf day. dude, can you do my leaves? He's like, yes. Juan and I never talk. So, so why would once, I confront he, he once a year? Yeah, but why would I confront a man who does exactly what I like, which is no social interaction? Uh, maybe we can convince Juan to get on Prize Picks, PrizePicks dot com, and the Prize Picks app—the easy way to play daily fantasy. You can cross uh, different sports, and you can say NFL with college football, whatever you want to do. But you pick between two and five players and an over/under on their projections. You can up to ten times on any entry. It's a, it's a great time over there. Daily fantasy made easy on the Price Picks app and PricePicks.com. Promo code North and Price Picks will match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's promo code North and Price Picks will match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Um, and then a shout out to I should mention uh, our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been helping businesses for over a hundred years. They're based in Owatonna. They are one of us, so to speak. Just a lot of uh, smart, knowledgeable people to offer a guiding hand to maximize the success of your business. They measure their success by your success. Again, that's federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Uh, Okay, uh, Dave Bruss chimes in here, reacting to the Thursday State of the Offense show. And he says, outstanding show. I enjoyed it. Maybe Kirk can be Super Bowl MVP. The NFL may promote him as the face of the league because he has the underdog designation. Everyone wants to see him uh, get to and win a Super Bowl. Brady and Rodgers are no longer the face of the league, becoming the good person that fans can get behind. If he doesn't have the numbers, he will have to win it all. Be the comeback kid and win Super Bowl MVP. Then, if the NFL backs him, it could happen. He could be the face of the league. Um could be a fantastic storyline, Dave says. Could you see Kirk, Kirko Chains, this sort of <laughs> yes. likable, fun version of Kirk, yes. riding 100%. this magic carpet into February and becoming this sort of underdog face of the league? Fourth-round draft pick, just like Brady back in the day, right? Well, first of all, if I had, I struggle with the fact that he can get there. But if he did, I think that that – now, face of the league, no. But a great, a huge storyline, absolutely. Yeah, the Kirko thing, like that. That's why, Phil, we we t- talked about this briefly yesterday. That's why I said, you know, for Kirk to, to say, like, well, w- you know, what happens on the plane used to stay in the plane. It's like, no, dude, this is the greatest break you've ever gotten. Yeah, it's the most likable you've ever been. You're fun. You're embracing your geekiness, your nerdiness, which is outstanding. Um, yes, I think if Kirk, I think Kirk would become eminently marketable because he is such a dad type of guy, if they made a run. Don't you guys? He has a lot of, uh, I think, similar Eli Manning kind of capabilities, where Eli 
was this kind of like dorky half, like not half brother. He was the full brother of Peyton Manning, but Peyton was the face of the league, right? Like Pey- Peyton Manning was, was the face of the league and face of, yeah. of great quarterback play. And then all of a sudden Eli won a couple, couple Super Bowls. He's doing more commercials with Peyton. You know, him and Peyton obviously have the simulcast. Like I can see a similar path. And I know the Manning last name obviously lifted him up to that stardom too. I can see a similar path to watching how Eli Manning has basically become a star overnight uh, to the similarities of Kirk. If he were able to win a Super Bowl because they kind of, fall in the same vein to me. I love the Eli Manning comparison. And all it really takes is just play, play hot for the four weeks that you need to, which is way easier said than done. But Eli did that a couple of times, particularly in 2007, when they made that run in 2007, he was pretty young. He was like still what 25 or something, but he was not a good quarterback the first two or three years in the NFL. And he had a, I think he led the NFL in picks that season and then just played lights out. Kirk's almost a cross between Joe Flacco and Eli Manning. Personality-wise, like Eli is, I think Eli is is much more quick-witted, funny, yeah. a little bit loosey-goosey, but nerdy. Flacco is more of a piece of cardboard that just got hot a couple times, too. Kirk is kind of between those guys. I don't think he's going like to be, it. I don't think he's going to be like hosting Monday Night Football, you know, alternate broadcast in his future. But he's got more personality than Joe Flacco has. And those guys both won Super Bowls. So, And the thing that I think is so much fun about Kirk right now is he clearly embraces the fact that, that he's a, a geek and like a dad. Like he said, so on his, uh, his press conference on Wednesday, he, he was asked about, you know, I think the question was, what did your wife think about you being shirtless with the chains in the plane he goes she knows me so he he said he came out after the dolphins game with his shirt tucked in and she said why is your shirt tucked in i mean that looks terrible and he's like that's just me and then of course he kept it tucked in and went on the plane so i don't know how much kirk definitely tries to keep his life private i think but I don't know how much Kirk is actually acting on the fact that he's a geek. Like, I think he that's just him. Which, yeah, which is why the previous Kirk was so frustrating. Because you're like, dude, this is not you. It's so clear. We don't know you, but this is not you. And now we're at least getting a, a, a taste of what Kirk's like. Yeah. Okay, a bunch of comments on one of the big controversies on the show from this week. The I'll just go through these here. So Tyler Gould says... We'll, we'll pick two of them out here. One of them from Lawyer Chase, who's going to help us with a write-that-down conundrum. <laughs> I saw this. So Tyler Gould says, you like that is not Kirk Cousins' catchphrase. He said it three times on camera. That's it. Ever. Regardless of the whole camera thing in the locker rooms, it has not been frequently said by him since he initially said it years ago. It became iconic after he said it, but he did not frequently say it after wins. Judd is wrong. The you like that prediction is a touchdown. I think we've determined because you made it about the Buffalo game. You know, this has been grandfathered in. There's other people real quick who have there, said yeah, there's a lot he of has spots. it trademarked. So yeah. it's it's because he has it trademarked, it shouldn't be a home run. Do you guys want to hear from Lawyer Chase, the official yeah, legal counsel of Purple Daily? I, yes, I, I started this. I saw Chase yes. Nosen also yesterday at the at the alumni panelists I was on. There's was, there was a couple fans of Purple Daily that that were students there. And one awesome. of them came up to me and literally said, Judd's right. It's not a touchdown. So it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of a 50-50 split between, there's been yes. probably 100 comments that I've seen, okay? So Lawyer Chase is here to help us parse through this. Hello, all. 
<laughs> I love it. We must answer whether the prediction, Kirk Cousins will say you like that after the upcoming Bills game, is a touchdown. Determining whether a prediction is a touchdown is tricky. The determination is taken on a case-by-case basis and must be considered in the totality of the circumstances. Although the determination is subjective, there are objective factors. I can hear Chase's voice in my head as I read this. For instance, making a prediction a parlay increases the likelihood that a prediction is a touchdown. Further, a prediction that seems less likely to happen per a statistical standpoint increases the likelihood as well. In this case, Declan's prediction by technicality cannot be a touchdown. It is a single event prediction that requires the occurrence of an event with a higher likelihood of success than normal to repeat. However, Declan should be afforded the opportunity to change such prediction as to make it a parlay. This satisfies no. the this satisfies the technicality part of the argument. If Declan makes the prediction a parlay, such as adding that the Vikings will beat the Bills, then the prediction is a touchdown until it occurs consistently. The notion is further evidenced by cameras in locker rooms. The fact that there are so many more opportunities to catch this moment, and there have been only three, illustrates the rarity of Kirk's you like that. Although it is inherent in the prediction that the Vikings must beat the Bills for Kirk to say his phrase, it is my opinion that due to the technicality of the show, Declan must be afforded the opportunity to make the prediction a parlay to be a touchdown. So I don't think because of the parameters of write that down that I can just go in and and, and change the prediction. I, I respect the hell out of what Chase just said. And even as someone who is not a lawyer and no in, no interest in going to ever into law school, all that smart talk is great. And I, I love that he took all the work to do so. I'm not going to add to it. And yes, it was it was already like assumed to Chase's point, that the Vikings win the game and will get the you like that from Kirk. So that was assumed in the prediction of my of my write that down prediction. But I won't add okay. to it because I think now now we're crossing a now even a bigger yeah. gray area of I don't want to add. We're, yeah, we, yeah, we, we can't, can't go that. back and add now. We can't. Can't yep. go back we and can't. add now. That's written okay. in stone, Chase. Yep. So, okay, well, Court of lawyer Chase has spoken. Chase. You know, I would say it's even less likely now because I don't know that he's going to go back to back on this. We'll see, I guess. We'll see how this thing plays out. Here's yeah, you can make one. that up. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Gabriel says, hey, Mackie. Hey, Mackie. Hey, Mackie. Another one of your shows has been stolen. Pat McAfee is now breaking down film with AQ Shipley, and they're calling the segment Trenches with Shipley. How many times do these national okay. shows have to li- literally ri- ri- write that down? It's been ri- ripped off by the NFL Blatantly. network. Blatantly. 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 Gre- yes. Now, Mike Greenberg on ESPN at least credit. asks permission to steal segments. He credit. stole reckless speculation. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, I will say a local radio station, mm-hmm. I believe KFXN in Minneapolis, St. Paul, once stole Packer Ventline from us a few years ago. And then I think they stopped doing it because people were like, you're stealing that segment. Yep. That's, that, that's, that, well, and, that's intellectual uh, property. And our guy, H. Lake, after the loss to the Wolves Suns, Ventline stole Wolves he Ventline. said, "Let's yeah, let's call it Wolves Ventline." Yeah, yes, let's. But but we love H. Lake here from so, our lawyers. So our like that's guy. almost yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a big H. Lake guy, so we're gonna let that one slide. All right, let that one just kind of slide. So stop it, stealing our segments. At this point, is this um, flattering or um, or maddening? A uh, little both. 
a little of both. Because it's flattering that we're that, that we're now. Now, were you the first to come up with trenches, Phil? That that I don't know. In uh, I invented the word actually, yes. like as a name. It, it's not the fact that show, that McAfee trenches. is like stealing film breakdown. Everyone does film breakdown right. on all the major networks, but the name, the branding, the the trenches part is blatant stealing of Score North. But it's Listen. called the but it's called the trenches. So I was curious if if we knew if there were shows previously, perhaps some off the air now or off podcast that were called trenches. That's one where there could have been a precursor to to our trenches. All I know is that Pat McAfee is attempting to build his empire what? off the back of Our, Purple back Daily of and Score North. That's all I know. Uh, John Francis says, hey, guys, I'm a lifelong Vikings fan. Grew up in Woodbury, but have been in Seattle for the last 25 years. Can't believe I'm this old. I know Phil is in Seattle. Wondering if you track down any good Vikings bars. John, there is a, there is a bar called Petoskey's over in Ballard, uh, Fremont, Ballard area. They literally have... Every TV in the entire bar turned to the Vikings, awesome. and there's the place is packed with Vikings fans every single week. So Petoskey's in uh, the nice. Fremont Ballard area. Check out. Uh, Terry Lee says Philly gets all this credit for being a dominant team because they beat the Vikings. Okay, they did beat Dallas too, but look at the rest of their schedule: Washington, Steelers, Cardinals, Houston, Houston. We get knocked out for our wins. And their schedule has been far more marshmallow. I mean, that's not a. We've kind of talked about this, where like how many impressive wins are on anyone's schedule? If, right. if we assume that yeah, there's only like disagree. three impressive teams, I would put, I would extend that list to like eight teams. If you beat the Niners, it's impressive. If you beat the Ravens, it's impressive. There's there are some teams in the league that are impressive wins still. I think it's more so um, in the Eagles' case because of how Hurts is playing, though. Like I, I think it's it's because when a quarterback plays well, we're really impressed by it as fans. Mm-hmm. I think it's more so that than opponents. Um, although I would love to see the Vikings and Philadelphia play now, because that game was there. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you that might was get to not see a, that again. I I don't think the score was indicative of the final in in the sense that if the Vikings had played like they played more of late, which isn't great, but it's not that flawed. I think that's an incredibly close game. And the Vikings had opportunities in the second half. Philadelphia did everything that they possibly could to bring the Vikings back in that game. Mm-hmm. Yes, that man, that would be, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. And the only way that game really happens is in the NFC championship game, likely, but man, that would be, that would be fun. Uh, Jordan K says, uh, Phil, I'm sorry about your dad. I lost two of my brothers to suicide as well as my dad. Uh, losing my brother was the hardest thing ever. He was a diehard Vikings fan. We would talk all the time about the draft and whatnot. I'm grateful for this show. It helps keep me going. Um, Dean S., uh, on a similar kind of note, thank you for pumping out good shows every day. I had to put my dog down the other day, and I've been rewatching shows to try and distract myself. It's helped more than you guys will ever know. I appreciate you guys. I just wanted to bring these ones. I mean, we get comments like these, and we this is probably the highest compliment you can give us is that we help get you through your day or your hard time or your job or whatever it is that you're going through. Absolutely. Cause I think when we set out to do these shows, we really, it's we're not just like doing shows and talking. We, we talk behind the scenes about building a community and bringing people together. And so yeah, Jordan Dean, anyone else that is part of this, this club and this family, we just, we appreciate the fact that you turn to us to, to get you through stuff. Absolutely well said. 
Um, it, like meeting people too in person at the Purple Daily Surly event too that have gone through stuff. Or I mean, there had to have been thirty people that walked up to Declan to congratulate him on his engagement. You know, it's just um, it's cool, it's pretty feeling. cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, uh, Tim Hamill, who is the senior advisor of West Coast Operations for Purple Daily. He says, uh, thanks again for the no-show job. The key fob still works for the uh, West Coast operations <laughs> building of Purple Daily. Good. And thanks again for the Minneapolis trip recommendations you guys gave. Had a blast over the weekend. Went to the Packers game week one. Actually randomly ran into Eric Kendricks walking his dog the day before the game. It's kind of cool. Two questions. He said, the first one is about being superstitious. I am new to Los Angeles and recently discovered a community of Vikings fans in a Vikings bar here in L.A. called the Pineapple Hill Saloon. I've been wanting to go there to watch a game, but I worry about changing my watching routine in the midst of a winning streak. So I looked at the schedule and thought regarding where I could watch the Bills game, we're probably going to lose. So maybe this is the week to go to the Vikings bar. But given the possibility of Case Keenum quarterbacking, I'm thinking maybe I don't mess with things and I just watch at home. What should I do? Don't mess with it. Stay at home and watch. Yeah. Think so? Yep. Yeah, because, yeah, that's – it sounds stupid, but I don't disagree with – what he's saying, I would stay home and watch it. And then if they lose the next week, yeah, if they lose now, you can go wherever you want to. Yeah, exactly right. It's a good call. Yeah. His second question is very simple: Is Stefan Diggs a Ring of Honor guy? Oh man, interesting. That's Ooh, tough. I, I mean, he is he is the figurehead of the greatest, the, player, most, the most prominent yeah. player in Vikings history. And I mean, he put up decent numbers, outstanding stats. I, um. Did he play long enough here? I, I guess I would need to go back and look at the people who have been inducted. Um, five years here. What was their, like, so is is that comparable to to some other guys who are in the Ring of Honor? That would be my question. Let me pull up the list here. Yeah, I mean. I, I, Jared I, was how long? He he was seven? Like five, five or six years? What did he lose? Oh, 13 or so, 12 or 13? Yeah. He was yeah, 08, yeah. 9, 10. It's like six years. I mean, yeah, I mean, Bill Bill Brown. Some of these guys are like yeah, Boom Boom was here forever because there's no free agent. wide receivers. Chris Carter, Randy Moss. Yep. Um, Steve Jordan, tight end, here for a long time. I'm it's looking for end. like offensive players. Season. I don't know that uh, Ahmad Rashad is is kind of comparable. He, he, if Ahmad Rashad's in, it opens the door for Stefan Diggs. Yes, I wouldn't close that door. Yeah, I I think he's very close. The, without that play. It's not a question. He's not a Ring of Honor guy. But that play, yeah, you almost have to put him in for that play alone. And the, he had a couple thousand-yard seasons. He was yep. very good for a few years. Yep. And they don't really, when it comes to that honor, they don't really hold grudges against you. So it's yeah. not like, well, he demanded a trade, so no way. So, yeah, I would be very, I would be comfortable with that. Which is again why I've continued to say that Moss's numbers should be retired because Randy deserves something far more special than that. Yep. No, that's uh, that's fair. Now, if if Diggs wants to come back for a couple seasons toward the end, you know, and <laughs> really solidify slow, things, he might be slowed down by then. It's okay. nothing. I, to do possession I don't want. No, no, no. Fresh blood, man. New players. He has. It's amazing. We all we all kind of saw it early in his career. Like, man, this guy. If you just give this guy an opportunity, he could probably be one of the best receivers in the league. And he is. I mean, he is. Oh yeah. Straight up, one of the three best receivers in the NFL now. So anyhow, that's your feedback Friday here. You can always hit us. So we try to get to as many as we can. Can't always get to all of the comments and questions, but 
some good ones coming in here. You can hit us up through the Score North app, the feedback tab, and uh, we're constantly looking at YouTube comments and comments on Twitter and uh, and and whatnot. So Juan's appreciate done you guys. Juan sounds like he's it, done. It quieted down. Leaves are done. Another wow. year. Just in time Ooh, for the show to be over. And thank you guys for helping us get to 50,000 combined subscribers on YouTube between Purple Daily and the Scorner channel. We'll see you tomorrow for Purple Picks and Sunday here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel for Vikings Ventline. This is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. When Tyreek Hill signed with the Miami Dolphins, we all thought, what the hell is he doing? What made many scratch their heads even further was comments praising Tua's accuracy. In fact, people got tired of listening to Tyreek Hill. They would go as far as to just tell him to just shut up and focus on football. Well, the Miami Dolphins are 7-3. Tua Tagovailoa is near 2,000 yards, 15 touchdowns with three interceptions. Not to mention the Dolphins now sit at the top of the AFC East. Well, they can hear you now, Tyreek. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. And don't forget, BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf exists at BetOnline.net as well. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.